0: Welcome to the Marxist Think Tank podcast, an attempt to look at the world from a class conscious perspective and to build. It's 8.59 on the 25th of February, 2022. Welcome to the Marxist Think Tank, the MTT news of the week. Welcome, Jen. Good to see you. Glad to be here. Great. Uh, this week. It's a pretty slow week in terms of news. Obviously, I'm joking. It's not. Um, We are dedicating this episode to the situation in Ukraine, the conflict in Ukraine. Um, We have, there was, or there is, lots of other news to talk about. Um, Ethiopian Dam, the Renaissance Dam opening, lots of other politics, particularly in South Africa and things going on. However, because of the scale of what's happening in Ukraine, we are going to dedicate this entire episode to covering what's happened, what is happening how we got here and other things. So mm-hmm. um, yes, that is what we're gonna be talking about today. So the first thing I'll just mention is we're going to cover or mention, sorry, what's happened, the immediate situation. So yeah, it's less than 24 hours since the start of the operation uh, in Ukraine. So Russian forces uh, have entered Ukraine from many angles. So in uh, the north, from be- Belarus,
1: um technical it would uh, be more accurate to call it the forces of the uh, collective security treaty organization right
0: right well that's that's what i was getting to that's what i was getting yeah. to yeah so we've got forces from russia entering from the north with belarusian forces so mm-hmm. belarusian forces um with russian forces entering uh ukraine from the north um russian forces also entered from the south from crimea crossing uh the line there into crimea in the south and also then in the east so from the dpr the Donetsk people's republic and the hans people's republic dpr and lpr that's what that stands for mm-hmm. they've entered um mariopol um there's lots of fighting in Mariupol, which is a big city next to donbass or in donbass i should say um, the city of kharkov seems to have to, to just be about to fall to russian forces um, there are tanks outside chernobyl the nuclear uh, deactivated nuclear reactor there Uh, Russian forces have have been sighted near the reactor, near Chernobyl, which is north of Kiev. Um, In Odessa, there were false reports of amphibious landings. Um, There have been airstrikes and explosions, but uh, no amphibious landing in Odessa. Um, In Kiev, an airport, a military airport was taken uh, by the Russians, um, and there have been other airstrikes and air sirens going off, as well as lots of other activity. But um, Kiev is still in Ukrainian hands. in other sort of news, recently in the last seven hours, uh, multiple Russian government websites have um, gone offline. Mm-hmm. Specifically, and of, of particular interest is RT, Russia Today, the state broadcaster, um, which, you know, is one and, of uh, And the
1: official website of the president of Russia and of mm-hmm. uh, Kremlin. So,
0: right, right, right. So government websites as well as RT are down. Um, I've just checked it now. I can't access it. Um, it's down. Yeah. So um, that's the sort of immediate situation so we're going to come back to the immediate situation in a minute um after we've discussed maybe sort of some of the build-up to how we got here sure um is any sort of comments you want to make on the immediate situation there jen before we move on to discuss uh i
1: do not uh, i want to get this out of the way first i do not want this to sound like uh, some sort of a sports commentary i promise uh, that if that is the case that is not my intention i promise yeah yeah. But um, it is very, uh, so far has been extremely one-sided uh, to the side of CSTO. Essentially, uh, what has been happening is uh, uh, the battle begun with a uh, bombardment using long-range rockets, uh, short-range ballistic missiles, and uh, aerial bombardment on every single uh, points of uh, command and control. Uh, supplies, so ammunition, and uh, uh, places of uh, where troops uh, assemble, assembly points, uh, before mm-hmm. Ukrainian troops can go off to battle. Um, every single one of those points have been uh, uh, surgically striked and bombarded, so that uh, is, uh, immediately has uh, shut off the complete, uh, put the Ukrainian uh, military armed forces uh, into paralysis, Right. Right. And uh, immediately uh, uh, following that, it was an invasion uh, from uh, Belarus, uh, uh, Belarus uh, from uh, you know uh, the east uh, with the Luhansk and uh, Donetsk uh, People's yeah. Republics, and uh, from uh, Crimea, of course. And mm-hmm. um, what makes this all so difficult? So I want to knock this out of the way first. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the uh, uh, large amounts of uh, use of um, What's called, okay, the Chinese definition that I'm familiar with of informational warfare is when an army contends for information dominance uh, 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 and superiority in uh, Mm -hmm. any way, shape, or form, mostly using digital. So Mm -hmm. that means uh, that uh, there is a lot of uh, electronic jamming equipment that's uh, like resident in the uh, uh, Russian army, uh, uh, ground forces.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that uh, will always travel with the Russian ground forces uh, um, that uh, has managed to uh, block out radio signals, cell signals, Wi-Fi, uh, you name it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically a very powerful uh, uh, radio si- uh, electromagnetic signal emission yeah, device yeah. with a very big generator that's put onto a Humvee-sized vehicle with a bunch of an- antennas Yeah, sure, sure, moves sure. along with the forces. Uh, there's been And that has been the cutoff of uh, electric uh, uh, supplies from uh, both Russia and Belarus, the two CSTO uh, member nations that borders Ukraine. So some uh, facilities uh, in Ukraine have no electricity right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the internet has been scrambled and or shut down for the most part. So most information Mm -hmm. that comes out of, uh, there's barely any information that comes out of that at all. Mm -hmm. So if we were to look at the south uh, city of uh, uh, Port Odessa. Uh, this uh, this uh, rumor mm-hmm. of a marine landing has been hotly debated. Uh, it's not as simple as oh, it's just a rumor. It is more of a problem of there has been visual sightings of um, the Russian uh, marines. Uh, okay, uh, uh, the yeah, moldova Pirota essentially. Uh, that's yeah. the, 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 the the
2: name sure, sure.
1: Uh, for, excuse my uh, pronunciation uh coming towards uh like one of the island that belongs it has like Ukrainian uh, like a Ukrainian observation post uh in the Black Sea that is too small to see on this map right well uh, that was the last thing that uh, was confirmed on the internet because uh, afterwards uh there since their uh, signal and communication has been jammed we cannot confirm or deny other, uh, either way of uh, whether or not there's actually uh, Russian amphibious troops. Uh, right,
2: right, right, right. So uh,
1: this is like the kind of the difficulty that not just us uh, uh, amateurs, but uh, mainstream professional media's uh, and yeah, even yeah. intelligence agencies, right, uh, so this is, have, this is that, in sure, terms of that. getting their heads on accurate information.
0: Right. So specifically on Odessa, the only reason that I managed to confirm for myself that Odessa hadn't been invaded yesterday was that I contacted one of the guys we spoke to for the podcast who lives in Odessa. Oh, I see. So I said, are the, the Russians so on the great. beach? And he said, no, it's not, yeah. no, there's nothing here, but bear in mind. Yeah. So there's, there's lots of different reports, Maskarovka, you know, this there's, there's, there's yeah. information operations. There's mm-hmm. all types of information going on. So from Russian side, as well as Ukrainian side, people will, yeah. Yeah. Information is is also a part of the war. So putting right. out reports, releasing footage. Yeah, so there is this footage so this, of this a uh,
1: column of tanks destroyed. Right? Yeah, I've seen right. the same footage being described as is it Ukrainian tank column being destroyed on the march, uh, yeah. uh what like before they even appear to battle, they're like on the roads. Yeah, or is yeah, it yeah. like uh, Russian uh, uh, forces uh, being uh, set up, uh, caught in an ambush?
2: Yeah, Uh,
1: but like it's more likely Ukrainian because uh, these tanks are modified versions of the T 64 tanks, which is from all the way back in the 1970s. Yeah, Uh, Russia no longer operates them. Ukraine pulled those out of uh, uh, garages and uh, scrapyards uh, in order to fight this war, so we can confirm that one, but that's only because we have a reference point. If there's no reference point at all, then like everything is just. Off right. the charts, man.
0: So I think before, so let, we're going to go into the sort of how we got here and then we're going to come oh. back to the, the current, but I'll just make one comment about this is that, um, I mean, history, history is back. Uh, yes. if, if we wanted a, an example of, of sort of Francis Fukuyama being refuted once more, again, the poor man being beaten up I, by everyone. I was just joking out.
1: with my uh, comrades today back. leading up to the preparation for this uh, episode that, um, we should like, if you want to be internet famous what? right now, Go find the Francis Fukuyama. Just yes, like yes. stuff a microphone <laughs> in his face. Uh, ask what him how think? he feels about it. If, is, that's just if, you're in the US. if you're in Russia, go do that to Gorbachev.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. But that's yeah. like how you become right, right, a millionaire. Right right right, 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 exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, one thing I'll mention, though, is obviously there's there's also one thing to, to mention here, that as much as Western leaders are talking about how terrible this is, war in Europe, war in our time, this is something from the 20th century, I think... Yeah. We should also remind ourselves that people in Yemen, people in Afghanistan, people in Iraq, people in Libya, Precisely. people in Syria, people in many, many countries, Somalia, elsewhere, war has been life. Yeah, and has it's been a philosophical, than, than, it's very yeah, jarring
1: situation. that Like you say, Richard, uh, how people uh, view uh, war uh, mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Like somehow it's only a thing that's happening in one place. Uh, yeah. It should only happen in these places. But oh, how dare you have war be brought upon the land exactly. of the civilized?
0: Right, exactly. How dare you bring war, war here to, to the West, to to Europe? My God! But yes. So we must remind ourselves that you know this is. We shouldn't be so dramatic and say, Oh my God, there's war! Oh no, this is terrible. War, war never happens anymore. No, no, no. War is happening all the time for many people. Um, for sure. The only difference is, of course, I do think the reason we've dedicated this is the difference between um those wars, and this war particularly, is that the only thing that scares, I think I forgot who said this, uh, the only thing that poses an immediate right now existential threat to the US government, to the Pentagon, is the Russian nuclear arsenal. There's nothing else in the world that can right now, the sw- flick of a switch, end the US government.
1: That's so, right. During the lead up, a uh, build up to the situation, it actually started with uh, the uh, a, a Russian, what's called a strategic uh, military exercise. Uh, yeah. that um, one uh, it is the uh, all the Russian nuclear forces uh, basically doing a drive run of their like computerized cybernetics based strategic missile commands. and also the Russian state security uh, agencies, which mm-hmm. the Russian tradition uh, in the Soviet tradition is uh, pretty big, a pretty big deal. I mean, at the height of the KGB, which is the predecessor to all this, they had like 200,000 employees. No corporation company has that many employees. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what are they for? Well, they uh, have been uh, doing exercise for essentially um, rebuilding civilization after a nuclear war. I am not joking. Mm-hmm. That was the purpose of yeah. that exercise. Yeah. And they actually went out and simulated what the, the logistics. And uh, the pro procedures would be needed for uh, that kind of scenario. So uh, and that is why Putin basically said that uh, we are ready for any outcome. Like sure. he is not sure, joking; sure. he's just being yeah, yeah, honest. Yeah. Whereas in so the let's, West, we have Biden; the whole country is acting like Biden. <laughs> Anyways,
0: no, no, you're right. I think I think we're both getting ahead of ourselves here. We want to get yeah. into that stuff: the the how, the why, the sort of. The, also, I want to talk about Putin's speech, and I want to talk about lots of things. But we're going mm-hmm. to start. Um, yeah. So let's, let's just ro- roll the clock back a bit. How did we get here? So yes. obviously we've, if you've been following our show, we already talked about this a number of times. So in 1991 with the break of the Soviet union, the deal was between Gorbachev and Reagan and the West was that NATO would not go further East than Germany or Berlin, let's say. Mm-hmm. And that was not honored. Um, you know, Poland has joined, Romania has joined, the Baltic Republics have joined. So that's, obviously an important part of this discussion historically yeah and that is specifically then the nato question is why um, P- was what putin wanted he wanted an answer to the nato question ukraine will not be in nato that was the the red line uh, well, he didn't want and i think one of the, the russian one of the russian commentaries was this that that with when you have nato involved you no longer have a border with ukraine you have a border with america and not yeah. just America, the the American military. So for that sure, is it,
1: it get only discussion. Yeah. It's it only downgrades from here because, like, let's mention the economic context for this uh, as well, <laughs> which is um, the uh, even though politically uh, the USSR was uh, formally dissolved, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of economics and production and logistics and supply to just sustain day to day operations, right. right? It still right. is. Uh, it still needs to be a unified economic block, that's the only way it yeah, works. Yeah, because, yeah, well, yeah. I'm sorry, the rails, the uh, electric lines, the roads, and the pipes have been built that way. Yes, so immediately yeah, to keep things functioning, uh, after collapse of the USSR in 1991, uh, Russia, uh, and uh, Belarus and Ukraine, the three together signed a uh, treaty of what's called the Union State. Uh, mm. to just uh, work out the uh, market fluctuations just so that people can live, but uh, yeah. what happened in 2014 uh, is right. that, right. yeah, all let's, of that is, um, yeah, hold on, let, let, we, should,
0: we should play with yes, yes, uh, that one step at a time. But yeah, <laughs> I think I, 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 uh, there was a BBC uh, analyst, yes. and I actually agreed with what he said. Uh, I, I don't often do this, but mm-hmm. he said that. Uh, he started his job at, as a Russia correspondent 30 years ago, and he started just uh, four months before the break of the USSR. And he started in his, you know, on his passport, it said USSR, four yeah. months later, it was gone. And he thought that's what he was covering. 30 years ago, his first job was covering the breakup of the USSR. Mm-hmm. And he said, actually, I'm still covering the breakup of the USSR. This is still the breakup of the USSR. Yeah. So he's talking about Kazakhstan. He was talking about last year in Armenia mm-hmm. and uh, Azerbaijan going to war with each yeah. other. The breakup of the USSR is still going on in very many ways. And like yes. you said, yes. it still exists, you know, economically still. But we're going to play for you now, um, so to give us context, so 1991, the end of the Soviet Union, uh, the breakup of all the republics into their you know, color revolution, their tricolors, their nationalist sort of uh, pieces that fell from, from the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. We have then the Maidan movement, right? So Maidan. Now, what I'm going to play for you is the original file of Victoria Newland speaking mm-hmm. to Jeffrey P- uh, Pyatt. So Victoria Newland was the, I believe, Deputy Secretary of State she's still in um, the cabinet, or still works in the White House. She's still a top diplomat. But I'm gonna play for you the phone call that was uh, leaked, where you know they hacked her phone, and you heard, basically, I'm gonna let it speak for itself. I'll let it speak for itself. So this is, this is four minutes. Um, give me one second just to connect this, uh, and we can then discuss how we feel about it after. So we have to remind ourselves of how we got to the moment, and this is a very fundamental piece to that discussion so one second uh, that's good for that it's fine okay
2: uh, what do you think
0: can you hear that jen
3: yes okay uh, i think we're in play um the the uh, Pritchco uh Pritchco piece is obviously the complicated, complicated electron, electron here um especially um, the, announcement the announcement of him as deputy prime, prime minister and some I of my notes on the troubles in the marriage right now we're so we're trying to get a to read really, really fast on where he is on this stuff, stuff. But I think your argument to him, which you'll need to make, I think that's the next phone call we want to set up, is exactly the one you made to, to Yacht. And I, I'm glad you sort of put him on the spot on where he fits in this scenario. And I'm very well, glad he, he said what he said, he said in said response. In spot. Good. So, uh, so
2: uh, I, don't I don't think
3: Cleats should go into go the government. government. I, don't I, don't I don't think it's necessary. I don't think idea. it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I mean, I, I guess. <sighs> You think what, what, in terms of, in terms of him not going into the government, just let him sort of stay out and, stay out and do his political homework and stuff. And stuff. I am just thinking in terms, in terms of sort of, of the process moving ahead. ahead. We want to keep want the, the keep moderate Democrats together. together. The, problem the problem is, is going to be Taniboo and his guys, and, and you know, I'm sure and, you know, that's, you know, part that's part of what Yannicka, which is calculating on all of this. I'm kind of.
2: I think Yats is, is the guy who's got the who's economic, got the economic experience, experience, the governing experience. experience. He, he's, he's the guy. You, know, you know what he needs, what needs is Cleach and Hansbok on the outside. On the outside. He's he needs to be talking to them four times a week. You know. You know I, 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 just I, I just think Cleach going, going in, going gonna in he's going to be at that level. Working for Yats and you, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. No. think That's right. That's right. Okay. Good. you want to try the second call attempt? the next step. My understanding from that call, what you tell me, was that the big three were going into their own meeting, and that Yachts was going to offer in that context a three-way, you know, three-plus-one conversation or three-plus-two with you. Is that not how you
3: understood it? No, I think that's what he proposed. But I think he's knowing the dynamic that's been with them, where um, Klitschko has been the top dog, he's going to take a while to show up for whatever meeting they've got, and he's probably talking to his guys at this point. So. I think you reaching out directly to him helps with the personality management among the three, and it and it gives you also a chance to move fast on all this stuff and put us behind you. Oh, there's an it, echo.
0: Sorry, one second. they
3: all sit down and he.
0: Uh, Jen, do you want to? Um, there's an echo there. Sorry, you want to maybe not play your audio.
3: Oh, my
1: mic is muted.
0: Okay, 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 maybe it's me, maybe it's me then, hold on.
1: Uh, yeah, no, that's why he I sent you a chat up, hey.
2: Okay, good, I'm happy. Why don't you reach out to him and see if he wants to talk before or after?
3: Okay, will do, thanks.
2: Okay, I've now written, oh, one more wrinkle for you, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if I told you this or if I only told Washington this, that when I talked to Jeff Feltman this morning, he had a new name for the UN guy, Robert Seri. Did I write yeah. you that this morning?
3: Yeah, okay. I thought that.
2: He's now gotten both Sari and Bon Ki-moon to agree that Sari could come in Monday or Tuesday. Okay. So that would be great I think to help glue this thing and have the UN help glue it and you know, fuck the EU.
3: No, exactly. And I think we've got to do something to make it stick together because you can be pretty sure that if it does if it does start to gain altitude, the Russians will be working behind the scenes to try to torpedo it. And again, the fact that this is out there right now. I'm still trying to figure out in my mind why Yanukovych did that, but in the meantime, there's a party of regions faction meeting going on right now, and I'm sure there's a lively argument going on in that group at this point. But uh, anyway, we could uh, we could land jelly set up on this one if we move fast. So let me work on let me work on Klitschko, and if you can just keep, I, I think we want to try to get somebody with an international personality to um, come out here and help to midwife this thing. And then the other, the other issue is some kind of r- outreach to Yanukovych, but we probably regroup on that tomorrow as we see how things start to fall into place.
2: So on that piece, Jeff, uh, when I wrote the note, uh, Sullivan's come back to me, uh, VFR saying you need Biden. And I said, probably tomorrow for an attaboy and to get the deeds to stick. So okay. Biden's willing.
3: Okay. Great. Right. Thanks. What do you
2: think?
0: Yep. So, get Biden to give an ad a boy and secure the deets. Patch this thing together. Yats has got the economics bits. So and so, get Ban moon to midwife this thing. Uh, fuck the EU i mean apart from obviously everyone everyone remembers this because you said fuck the eu but Uh there's something far more sinister at play in that conversation that they were they are talking about the process
1: of colonizing ukraine so that the border of the uh, american empire can go right up uh, against russia that's um you know that's right
0: so i I feel like if 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 someone says oh but you know is ukraine really you know is imperialism u.s imperialism really involved in this conversation is this really about, surely this is purely about sovereignty of, of Ukraine and that's all that's at hand here. And, and they should be able to decide for themselves who and what comes into their country and NATO should be their decision. Wow. Bear in mind, if you wanted proof, you say, well, actually, no, the US government interferes and picks uh, and has a very strong say in who wow. is actually leading and in, in charge of Ukraine. If you say, if you say, oh, where's the proof of that? There's literally a phone call where they are discussing who they think and who they want to be in which position and how they're going to achieve that aim and this is from 2014 so i don't know if you could have any better proof than someone saying exactly one and also bear in mind she apologized that was all
1: mouth i mean
0: right right. and also she apologized for this phone call so it's not like this is a deep fake or some shit like that yeah she apologized it's on Mm -hmm. the bbc you can find it anywhere you want um this definitely happened this is this is yeah. a material fact, okay? But yeah, so this is this is a fundamental fact that we have to sort of mention. And We're talking about all this, this point.
1: We might as well start talking about uh, the greater kind of political um, philosophical uh, context of uh, why this uh, event even happened in the first place to begin with. So um, then uh, we, we have to uh, ask, um, you know, uh, as you brought up um, the fact that. Uh, you know, there is this uh, talk of uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, Ukrainian sovereignty, right? Mm. Uh, so then we have to ask uh, what sovereignty is. Well, sovereignty is uh, essentially the self-control of mm. your own internal affairs, right? Uh, then uh, who does it belong to? Well, um, unfortunately, the highest uh, unit, the, the largest unit that the... Uh, Current international law, which, understand, is the result of um, a kind of uh, British imperialist uh, architectural design Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of um, the desire to, uh, one, base things off of um, power. Two, have military power be less effective than finance power. Mm -hmm. Three, to have uh, as many nations as uh, possible. Uh, This, uh, uh, that way, uh, for uh, a a country like, uh, you know, uh, Britain, U.S., uh, France, uh, Germany, so on and so forth, can, uh, 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 well, less Germany, let's talk about that later, can divide and conquer. So, like, that's basically what your folks over at uh, your internet schools of international relations, you know, universities around the world, uh, that's what they study. Mm -hmm. And what they teach is uh, that um, there is no uh, such thing as... um, you know, uh, like, uh, okay, there's is, is, is this duality. There's this contradiction. On the one hand, every single nation is equal because all nations are equal because everything is abstract. And a nation yeah. is just a system of uh, protocols and administration. And uh, it's uh, one is equal from the other. And somehow it's supposed to protect the individual freedom. Uh, Yeah, let's ask the libertarians that they'll call for days. Um. <laughs> And then, secondly, somehow that uh, at the same time, uh, small nations also don't matter. There's what's called like diplomatic realism, where mm-hmm. it is purely done through uh, 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 where like what it even means to be a major power uh, means uh, to. Uh, it's not defined on your ability to construct, but your ability to destruct. So, you know, we as Marxists, we uh, support, uh, you know, the DPRK and all that. But it is still, like, even from our perspective, a little insane to say that DPRK uh, is more of a superpower than, say, uh, Germany or Japan. Right.
0: Uh, right. Because it has the ability because to... Because
1: one has ballistic missiles, hypersonics, yes. nuclear Yeah, like yeah,
0: yeah. I see what you mean. Right, right.
1: Um. So then, uh, how do we then uh, go about this question? How do we... It resolved the national question essentially uh, mm. uh, 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 in this uh, kind of uh, context of international law and mm. uh, diplomatic uh, uh, science. Mm-hmm. It clearly yes. needs to be done well. Then the only base unit of measurement that we should go off of is something that both uh, includes nations but is also above national uh, pure nationhood, which and mm. um, is actually in accordance with how human history developed. When we you know, came out of continent of Africa, I feel like you're going to be going into civilization stuff. Right? Yes, yes, that's. But hold yeah. on, wait, wait.
0: I think, I think, I, 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 I do want to come back to this, but I think we should actually bring up some perspective on this from some of the communist parties, and then you can respond, I suppose, with with your piece about civilization. Yeah, yeah. And because I think their critique is. So they, their critique and your answer to their critique is going to come from what you want to say so i don't want to sure. get, yeah. i don't want, i don't want to go back and you have to explain uh-huh. this right okay
1: that's fair so, so
0: let's let's just read something so mm-hmm. um there are obviously lots of different opinions on what's going on uh and even from even within communist parties so obviously our job here at mtt is we try and cover different communist parties and workers parties news and whatnot so um we have a statement here from uh, joint statement of communist and workers parties so to specify who Uh, This is from the Communist Party of Azerbaijan, Bangladesh, El Salvador, Greece, the Socialist Party of Latvia, the CP of Mexico, the New Communist Party of the Netherlands, the Philippines Communist Party, the Communist Party of Spain, and the CP of Turkey, as well as the Communist Front from Italy. So, this is a joint statement from them, uh, which they released uh, yesterday, last uh, afternoon, I think. Okay, so urgent joint statement of Communist and Workers' Parties. No to the imperialist war in Ukraine. An independent struggle is needed against monopolies and bourgeois classes for the overthrow of capitalism, for the strengthening of the class struggle against imperialism war, for socialism. One, the communist and workers' parties signing this joint statement are opposed to the imperialist conflict in Ukraine, which constitutes one of the consequences of the tragic situation for the peoples shaped after the overthrow of socialism and the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Both the bourgeois and the opportunist forces, which for years have fought against the USSR, and recently celebrated the 30th anniversary of its dissolution, silencing the fact that the restoration of capitalism meant the dismantling of historic workers and people's achievements and brought the peoples of the USSR back to the era of class exploitation and imperialist wars are completely exposed. Two, the developments in Ukraine, which are taking place in the framework of monopoly capitalism, are linked to the US, NATO and EU plans and their intervention in the region in the context of their fierce competition with capitalist Russia for the control of the markets, raw materials, and transport networks of the country. These pursuits are concealed by imperialist powers, which are in conflict, promoting their own pretexts such as defending democracy, self-defense, and one's right to choose their alliances, the compliance with the UN or OSCE principles, or supposedly fascism, while deliberately detaching fascism from the capitalist system that gives rise to it and utilizes it. Three. We denounce the activity of fascist and nationalist forces in Ukraine, anti-communism and the persecution of communists, the discrimination against the Russian-speaking population, the armed attacks of the Ukrainian government against the people in Donbass. We condemn the utilization of reactionary political forces of Ukraine, including fascist groups by the Euro-Atlantic powers for the, implementa- for the implementation of their plans. In addition, the anti-communist rhetoric against Lenin, the Bolsheviks and the Soviet Union, to which the Russian leadership resorts, To justify its own strategic plans in the region is unacceptable. However, nothing can tarnish the enormous contribution of socialism in the Soviet Union, which is a multinational union of equal socialist republics. The decision of the Russian Federation to initially recognize the independence of the so-called People's Republics in Donbass and then to proceed to a Russian military intervention, which is taking place under the pretext of Russia's self-defense, the demilitarization and defascification of Ukraine was not made to protect the people of the region or peace, but to promote the interests of Russian monopolies in Ukrainian territory and their fierce competition with Western monopolies. We express our solidarity with the communists and the peoples of Russia and Ukraine, and we stand on their side to strengthen the struggle against nationalism, which is fostered by each bourgeois. The peoples of both countries who lived in peace and jointly thrived in the framework of the USSR, as well as all other peoples, have no interest in siding with one or another imperialist or alliance that serves the interests of the monopolies. We highlight that the the illusions fostered by bourgeois forces claiming that there could be a better security architecture in Europe by EU intervention, NATO without military plans and aggressive weapon systems in its territory, a pro-peace EU or a peaceful multipolar world, etc. are highly dangerous. All these assumptions have nothing to do with reality and are misleading for the anti-capitalist and anti-imperialist struggle seeking to cultivate the perception that peaceful imperialism may exist. However, the truth is that NATO and the EU, like any capitalist transnational union, are predatory alliances with a deeply reactionary nature that cannot become pro-people and will continue to act against workers and people's rights and the peoples that capitalism goes hand in hand with imperialist wars. We call on the peoples of the countries whose governments are involved in the developments, especially through NATO and the EU, but also Russia to struggle against the propaganda of the bourgeois forces that lure the people to meet to the meat grind of imperialist war using various spurious pretexts to demand the closure of military bases, the return home of troops from missions abroad, to strengthen the struggle for the disengagement of the countries from imperialist plans and alliances such as NATO and the EU. Seven, the interests of the interests of the working class and the popular strata requires us to strengthen the class criterion for analyzing the developments, to chart our own independent path against monopolies and bourgeois classes, for the overthrow of capitalism, for the strengthening of the class struggle against imperialist war, for socialism, which remains as timely and necessarily as ever. So that is the statement there. Um, I think the only thing, I, the first thing I might say to that is we have to remember uh, that the Russian Communist Party also made a statement a few days ago mm-hmm. saying that them, that the recognition of the LPR and the DPR was of immediate uh, requirement. Actually, we we read that statement. Um, yeah, last, last week. week. And it was quite uh, prescient or sort of, you know, uh, it happened. <laughs> so we read that statement. So Zuganov, always get his name wrong, the leader of the Russian Communist Party, Zuganov, he... Read that he made that statement saying we must recognize the DPR and LPR and then yeah. Putin did a, a few days later. Um, yeah. But he also mentioned so these these communist parties. I've read their statement. You can you can make your own opinion on what you think of that. But I must say that the Russian Communist Party also made a statement in which they talk about the fact that the bandera, the fascists in Ukraine, and the, and the aggression by NATO is uh, an immediate threat to, to the Russian people as well as the Ukrainian um- people. And uh, so so there's there's not it's not just one perspective on this amongst communists. There's yeah, certainly... So
1: let's um I'm gonna go at this from uh every single angle that uh, uh there uh, exists uh in the uh human conception. Uh the firstly um, Ukraine well Ukraine is the uh regime that's uh 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 is the collaboration of a uh, Uh, Group one is the uh, liberal government. That is a bunch of liberals who are good at uh, nothing but street politics and uh, liberal campaigning for politicians. Mm -hmm. And group two is uh, they won their hard power against the previous governments uh, using uh, uh, the literal Nazis in the most literal sense. Um, In 2014, they were, uh, if you've seen the Vice documentary, they were the ones that uh, fought against Russia on the border. Uh, and um they were full nazi gangs uh, so, uh, you know uh, they themselves agree to that everybody else agrees to that uh mm-hmm. you know you look on their uh, battle insignias on their helmets on their uniforms there is um ss symbology there is a nazi black sun uh, uh all over the places and then um you know, what happened after 24 after uh, 2016 well um every single one of them from the soldier to the officer uh, uh, gets uh Admitted into the Ukraine, the armed forces of the of Ukraine, no mm-hmm. questions asked. Mm-hmm. And so we have a situation where it is no Ukraine is no longer a modern nation. It uh, is not. Its military does not obey its civilian control because the military is a bunch of gang, uh, literal gangsters, and uh, the 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 the, uh, the silly government is uh is led by a literal comedian. Yeah, so, I, I uh, it, say that's, that's, that that's not that. even an insult. Yes. That's what he actually is.
0: He's an actual comedian. Yes, it's true.
1: So, um, so the, during the lead up to this, right, uh, Ukraine talked about, uh, oh, we, uh, Ukrainian government and the Ministry of Defense said openly that we did not, we are not aware of a uh, uh, fire uh, opening fire on Lugansk and uh, LPR and uh, DPR and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they did not order it. I suspect that is true because what happens when you do not control the weapon is that the weapon controls you. Uh, the 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 Nazis single handedly um, just started doing whatever with their heavy weaponries outside of um, the uh, control of the Ukrainian government. As bad as the Ukrainian uh, government is, uh, that's not exactly their uh, doing. And so uh, if we look closely, there's a few things. Uh, One is that, um, well, why did Russia uh, CSTO uh, start this attack? Well, it's very simple. Even after the uh, CSTO forces moved in to basically act as a human shield between, you know, the Nazi artillery guns and uh, the civilian compounds in Luhansk and Donetsk, uh, they still kept firing because they have no discipline, they're bloodthirsty, and um, that's what they do. Uh, I predicted that last week, and I've been hinting at this for many, 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 many weeks now. Uh, um, And, oh, well, it came to be true. And so, well, what do you do to that? Well, uh, you search and destroy. You uh, search and uh, hunt down every single significant Nazi commander, and um, uh, you encircle uh, the rest to make them give up arms, right? There is a radio communique uh, by the... um, Uh, the Russian uh, minister of uh, uh, defense, uh, basically uh, saying that, um, quote, and I'm quoting here, okay, quote, taking into account the fact that the military personnel of the armed forces of Ukraine, unlike the nationalists, Nazis, uh, took an oath to the Ukrainian people and obeyed orders, treat them with respect, work out the creation Mm -hmm. of a safe corridors for the safe exit of Ukrainian servicemen who had laid down their Mm -hmm. arms from the areas of the operations to their families. Uh, that mm. is you know indeed what's you know objectively been happening uh that's just what that is so uh what we get now is a situation where um the uh, uh some of the locations of the bombings might seem random when we first mentioned the deep yes uh, the, the in-depth long-range bombing uh, it was directed at um there was this one very unique situation I believe it was the 72nd I believe yeah. um yeah Brigade of uh, no 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 battalion of a uh, digital uh uh disinformation headquarters that is on the outskirts of Kiev. That is an office building because literally a militarized uh uh, uh internet troll farm of the Ukrainian yeah. military filled with ninety uh, percent of Nazis. Right, was bombed right. by a missile. That's not cruelty. That's just called uh removing it through long range means. Sure. Well, sure. any other communist governments would have done the same if you truly yeah. are communist. Yeah. Okay. So now let's get on to imperialism. Uh, we must not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nicely. Yeah. Those are the insignias that they use. Uh, so right. We'll
0: right. Right. So, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, we're, we're just addressing this question. So yeah. um, the description by Putin, by Russia is of the denazification is a part of this de-arming or demilitarizing denazification so
1: nazification through kinetic means
0: right as, right, right right and to be honest so I, I think i think I, I have to sort of apply some criticism to uh, to the russian side of this in the sense that um there are nazi units in mm-hmm. ukraine there's the azov battalion which is very well uh, which has
1: been wiped out as a military yeah,
0: unit. apparently that's gone apparently that has gone to mario paul as you were saying the, the Mariupol paul defense line but we'll come back to the, the military situation in a second sure. but um yes there are nazis in ukraine and then that is certainly um you know yeah no one likes nazis mm-hmm. but uh i think we should also remember that I, I think that the geopolitics of nato of ukraine becoming a nato member and them not wanting to negotiate that and not make that a the west not wanting to make that a, a sort of a thing that they're willing to concede yeah. as well as the ukrainians i still think that's the most important piece here i don't think that the, the main reason the, the, that um mm-hmm. putin and russia have invaded is because of the azov battalion the well azov battalion. it certainly
1: is the trigger so it's the equivalent it's part, it's part of, the of the narrative, it's part of the
0: narrative it's certainly so it's certainly, what you say
1: like it's the trigger that caused all it to happen the main right. reason is the geopolitics that you described yeah
0: i i think i think we all know that the main reason here is the geopolitics i, I don't think anyone's yeah. fooling themselves and saying that yeah. the only reason they're going to russia is sorry to ukraine is to fight the azov battalion and to get rid of uh the 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 nazi and i think also bear in mind yes there are nazi units but the entire army is not a nazi army i think we well all...
1: okay oh let's yeah. be honest i, I, I understand um,
0: that there's a problem with that it's like well if you allow it to have your army to have one nazi unit then it's effectively well, <laughs> you, no 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 no, no. Uh, to so each to other, so
1: on that uh that's actually a very definitive point we know that a good majority of uh, the units in the ukrainian uh, uh, military were uh, one for one uh, one man per one man one person per, uh, per mm-hmm. person one gun per gun uh, the Nazi, uh, the Nazi formations uh, of nationalists, and uh, what is uh, also needs to be taken account, into account is the uh, treatment of uh, POWs after they give up arms is uh, yeah. very uh, civilized and very proper, and um, there is no such thing as like just gunning everyone down. It's not uh, quite that. It's usually, what's been happening is Ukrainian forces will suffer like ten to twelve casualty. Per formation of like on average 800 to 1,000 men, and then they realize that they're encircled, that they can't win. Uh, they will surrender, and then they will be treated peacefully. Or in other situations, when uh, the anti-tank uh, rockets, the in inlaws, uh, uh, disposable rockets, when they realize yeah. that oh wow, it doesn't work against T80 uh, T80DU. Uh, uh, oh wow, uh, what a surprise! We can't beat them. Let's just surrender. That's like actually what's yeah. been happening. Um, so I want to uh, move on to the point of uh, imperialism. Yeah, I I'm would uh, say so come back to the imperialism.
0: The imperialism. Of, uh,
1: this is like some postmodernist nonsense. Because mm. uh, if we really were to, like, for a minute, look at where the concept of imperialism came from, it yeah. came from some liberal economists uh, back in the late 1800s, towards the very end of the 1800s, uh, describing this phenomena of, uh, essentially, uh, colonialism, but with capitalism, right? But there were so many logical inconsistencies that uh, prompted uh, Vladimir Ilyich Lenin to uh, write a, a whole paper called Imperialism, the Highest Stage of Capitalism, in which yeah. he clarified every single logical inconsistencies and codified the term imperialism into meaning the only things that can make logical sense. Uh, You like like to where it is uh, done by finance capital, where it is no longer about exporting products,
2: where it is no longer
1: international rivalry, international rivalry, but the systemic export of uh, capital. Uh, for the sake uh, and uh, uh, for the sake of a monopolization of the.
0: World. I'll, I'll read them here for you, Jen. I've got Lenin's five-point um, definition. It, is
1: it going to take too long? I mean, seriously. No, 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 no. It's short. It's short. So Lenin okay. summarizes different. Defi- no, of course. It was sorry, pretty I mean, long. Well, it can be pretty.
0: But... Let's see if this is an accurate, accurate, accurate uh, summary. Summary here. So one, the concentration of production and capital developed to such a high stage that it creates created monopolies, which play a decisive role in economic life. Two the merging of bank capital with industrial capital and the creation on the basis of this finance capital of a financial oligarchy. Three, the export of capital, which has become extremely important as distinguished from the export of commodities. Four, the formation of international capitalist monopolies, which share the world among themselves. Five, the territorial division of the whole world among the greatest capitalist powers is completed. Okay, so that's the five points.
1: Yeah, um, so uh, think, yeah. So,
0: so this point I mean, two, uh,
1: capital, financial awesome. oligarchy. Yeah, so so like I, think- I feel ridiculous saying this. Okay, I yes, do. Yes. I promise. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at it. No, no. This is this just is- look at it. It does it fit? Is it finance capital? <laughs>
0: no. no, no. So th- is I it- think it was John McCain. John McCain. I, I, I think this is not a fair description, but it certainly does explain some of the lack of development there is in Russia, in modern Russia, today's Russia. He, John McCain said. Uh, who are we dealing with here? It's it's a gas station with, with nukes. That's what it is. Like that's what it is. Okay, yeah, Russia.
1: no, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It's uh if anything, it's uh, a resource based, uh it's a mercantile economy if you want to be like a bit degrading to the Russian people and all that. Right. But like finance, are you kidding me? Right. Are so you so the idea of, of have Russia, they lost their Russia. minds? Okay, yeah, so let's go no back to history, all right? Right. right. Let's there uh during Lenin's time, that was Notice before and during World War One, okay, where there are like the uh the Bank of Germany uh uh and like the uh French uh capitalist uh bank Asiastique, I think something like that. And then it was the British and then it was the American Citibank. Uh if you shop at Costco, you have a Citibank credit card account. Uh, my mm-hmm. mom says, because uh, we get cheaper food there. Sorry. Anyways, getting back to getting back to uh, <laughs> back to point. uh <laughs> after the two world wars, the uh, city of London, which is the Wall Street of London, it's like a little section yeah. of a lot of land. That's the Wall Street in London. I oh, know names, and then the actual physical Wall Street in New York City. Uh, the two uh, banking uh, uh industries basically linked together. Uh, you know, they were the ones that uh, sponsored Hitler, for example, for the armament uh, to uh, try to destroy the Soviet Union. Uh, they were uh, the industrial capital that swallowed up the industry uh, of the uh, American industrial capital after the 50s. Uh, they were the ones that uh, are behind the IMF, uh, as we know uh, and are familiar with it today, Uh through uh, because remember a German imperialism, a French imperialism, and a British American imperialism. What mm-hmm. happens when the British American ones uh, became one mm-hmm. and uh, the yeah. other two uh, just disappears? It's called right. You Have One Imperialism. One Do imperialism. the math, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, to just uh, this like absurd notion, I know where it comes from. It comes from this purely emotionally based, non logical association of big nation, conventional armies with tanks, missiles, planes, and satellites mm-hmm. oh, doing stuff. That's imperialism, mm-hmm. apparently, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of um, who knows what brand of liberal anarcho-thought that has been mixed into uh, a contemporary Western <laughs> Socialist Springs uh, these days. But anyways, right, 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 right. Uh, it, it gets hilarious because... Um, just because nations do stuff, that's why I started the conversation, by the way, with a basic layout of the messed up yeah. state of international law, uh, 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 convention, uh, diplomatic conventions. Because if, if you, you want want to example, notice, uh, the Marxist yes. description uh, of, of what a nation is, is the uh, tool of one class to oppress the other, right? Uh, state. The systemic application of violence of one right. class, another. Yeah, That is true. But there is uh, a problem that is uh, in this situation, not just with Marxism, not just with uh, 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 any specifics, not just this situation either, which is our definition of uh, what constitutes a society. And this question, I swear, has been like bothering the West for the longest time. So I'm going to quote uh, one of my favorite scholars, uh, not necessarily a Marxist. But well, uh, certainly, uh, in the Marxist in the general sense, uh, studying Chinese history, he, uh, Professor Fan Yongpeng, is the uh, vice president of the uh, China Studies uh, 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 at um, Yeah, F- uh, Fudan University, uh, mm-hmm. which is one of the top universities in China uh, in uh, my hometown Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically said that the the, the the reason that the Europeans see things from a nation or city-state uh, perspective instead of a grander perspective. Is because, um, well, they have a history ever since the collapse of Western Roman Empire. For th- uh, 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 there has never been a tradition of unity. It's just finer and finer uh, 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 the excursions. So the mm. lodge basically goes: uh, this barbaric tradition in the Roman sense, not in the uh, our sense. That's what the Romans. Right. Are doing. Uh, yes. And uh, in the Chinese uh, and the Chinese call them the same thing which is there's no spirit of cooperation. It's all about like your genetical uh your genetic tribe and then uh if the two tribes are inhabiting the same piece of land uh, a war breaks out and the loser migrates and does an exodus to like a piece of land that is further northwest uh, to where it's colder and less fertile and it just keeps going until we have reached the end of uh, uh, the the Nordic Isles. And that is the uh, basically in one sentence summary of the history of Europe, with the exception of Greece and Rome and uh the Eastern Rome, sure. uh yeah. and all that. Oh, uh, that's a problem. That's why your Western political analysts and scientists and theorists insist that there is nothing bigger than the nation, but there is, there really is. It's called a civilization.
0: Right, right, right. Um,
1: right. the uh so like there is clearly this divergence in thought then. Nation states for its own sake, and nobody knows what it is. It is both the highest thing and the most illegitimate things at the same time. Uh, where, uh, mm-hmm. like a nation as small as, like, say, Singapore, or yeah. um, like a some sort of like a one-off city, uh, is just as a uh, as a the sovereign, is, is, and just as a legitimate, legitimate right. and equal to like some like uh, lo- uh, clearly a nation with actual cultural heritage right. uh, that goes back thousands of years. Sure, that's sure. insane, in every yeah. Uh, yeah. metrics. Uh, sure. So uh, then, what is a civilization? Well, it's um, something that has uh, has it has to satisfy a few things. Its set of language uh, that they use has to describe a conception of the world, like creation myth, and then that has to translate into uh, the day to day political beliefs of, of the people. Uh, in the circle for a sphere uh, of influence for a long, long time, uh, they can create, they can be born, they can die, and uh, they can be synth- After they die, they can be synthesized into other things. So, for example, China, according to uh, the scholar Martin Jacques, uh, China is a civilizational state. Yes. You can kind of say all of Western Europe is a civilization, the descendants of the Roman tradition, a Western yes. Roman tradition. Yes. Uh Russia uh, the Slavic people is the synthesis of two traditions because uh, uh the Byzantine North tradition South. of Eastern Rome and yeah. um the Mongolian tradition the Tsar is both the emperor of uh, Byzantine and uh the uh, Khan of uh, the the, the steppes um See. so the 2 head and all that mm-hmm. um and uh then you have uh the Persian civilization that goes all the way back to the first civilization in the world by the way You have the Ethiopian civilization on the African continent, which is, you know, a mix of um, a successor of the Egyptian tradition and uh, Christianity, as you know, uh, Christ's disciples spread and all that. Uh, On the American continent, uh, you have, okay, the uh, settler colony of North America. It's fucked, but uh, sure, it's a thing, I guess. (laughs) Um, Then you have uh, the uh, Bolivarian legacy. uh, Simón uh, Bolivar, who formed uh, this idea of the Grand Colombia, right? Yes, uh, and yes. like uh, essentially Venezuela, uh, uh, Colombia, uh, 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 Panama, yeah. uh, 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 northern South seen, uh, and Nicaragua should be seen as like more or less one entity. Like it has to exist in the minds and the hearts of the local people in order for it to count. So you we right. we see now, uh, of course, Brazil. There are uh, many others, of course, but uh, I'm only naming a few here.
2: Uh, these sure, are the sure, ones
1: sure, to sure. mind. Uh, if you want to use video game reference, it is all the pre-dLC factions that you can play on Civ. That's <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, so what is it? What, what is, what this, what is it? Well, because this is a way to it? explain okay. uh how do we still describe the phenomenon that is nationalism, mm-hmm. nationhood, mm-hmm. ethnic, uh ethnos, right? Mm-hmm. But how do we still um, be not Eurocentric, not be racist? Because the, uh, the academic tradition of Britain and France basically started saying that only Britain and France is civilization. Everything else is barbarous. The German scholars of the uh, mid to late 1800s really, really heavily complain about this. Why do you guys not see us as civilization? Well, screw right. you. We right. will outscience you, and hence German okay. engineering right, right, right. and science. But let's bring this back. How does this relate
0: to what we're talking about today, Ukraine? Well, it's <laughs> very simple.
1: Uh, Russia is not acting, uh, Russia is a civilizational state, much like China is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia is the Slavic uh, uh, again uh, the concept of the Tsar right after the mm-hmm. deceased uh, civilizational state of the Mongolian conquest and all that. Oh, uh, it's not yeah. only acting on behalf of um, the uh, Russian oligarchs of the uh, tactical uh, 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 Russian Federation and the Russian Duma and all that. It's not just a simple machine. There's more to it. It is a civilizational state that is acting on the behalf of the uh, uh, civilizational tradition of uh, Eastern Rome uh, mm. and the successor of the Mongolian legacy. Mm. Uh, it's more, it's just it so happens that the center of it sits in a city that is Moscow that you can't really geographically move that, right, on right, um, right, like right. Tank tracks or whatever. So, so because
0: it's a civilizational state it's this affects the one second also put a big message on Uh, oh wow sorry yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) um um, just because uh, a civilization is doing civilizational activities one of which includes warfare that has happened for thousands of years by the way um you know uh it's uh it doesn't mean it's imperialism people really have to be out of their minds to think that you know Um, And also um, at the same time that, uh, you know, uh, civilization is the only highest thing that we can possibly have until we reach the true kind of uh, workers international. No. Uh, Mm -hmm. Until then, like, what basis do you socially have to organize uh, people of different culture, different language, different, uh, 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 beliefs, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you certainly can't do it by nations. All Marxists know that. We were just yeah. talking about how insane the idea of like the pure uh, 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 nation-state is. Sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. You know? Um, yeah, so yeah. Here yeah. we are, I guess. Right, right, right. And, and to look at, I just want to point out one more thing. To look at things in the pure terms of uh, nations is uh, exactly what the original inventors of the current international conventions, which is the actual uh, British-American imperialism, wanted. It wants to implant this idea that only they are civilization and uh, nobody else is.
2: Right. And
1: uh, therefore, right. everybody else is just separated nation states. That doesn't mean anything. But, oh, we are the Western de- pro- uh, democratic yes. uh, civilization NATO that's like spreading democracy Euro and enlightenment yeah, right. Yeah. So um that's like if you insist on that that's just called being a racist eurocentric.
0: Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so we do have to wrap it up now. Um yeah, uh <laughs> this is I mean, we're talking about a pretty big event. This has been the build up for 2 or 3 months of our mm. coverage since we've done this show. So we'll be coming back next week. Maybe we'll might have do a special this weekend. I don't know. We'll see if anything interesting sure. happens. Maybe sure. We oh, might dude. be able to do something on this one specifically. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think in terms of the on the ground stuff, so the actual um, military situation, as you can see, we're watching Kiev right, right now. That's mm. South China Morning Post. Kiev itself is, itself is still run by Ukraine. Um, yeah. uh, the only comment that I've heard is that Zelensky, I mean, sorry, the Russians said that they expect Zelensky, Zelensky to flee in a matter of days, but we'll see. Right. Um, um, okay. Has, uh, American
1: and uh, European military, uh, generals have, uh, uh, and, uh, professionals have stated something like, Oh, uh, we expect Kiev to fall in 96 hours. Last mm-hmm. time I checked it was the, uh, that was the American general. Last time I checked okay. it was the European uh, official saying, yeah. Oh, it'll be 72 yeah. hours. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the So the uh, other thing I want to add there is is that if we yesterday when I looked at RT during the first phases of this um situation, mm-hmm. uh they were saying it's a minor operation in the Donbass. So just on a specific again, come back to the miller situation, mm-hmm. that this was an operation to support LPR and DPR in this in the conflict in Donbass to mm-hmm. defend them. They asked for help because they were being shelled um by the Ukrainian forces. And then if you take that to be the case, that it's a minor operation in the Donbass then everything else seems to be a supporting operation. So they're knocking out the air defenses, which requires, you know, h- cruise striking, missile striking, various sites across the country. So which explains why Odessa was hit. It explains why there's troops in Kharkov, explains why there's troops and other strikes taking, across the country, mm. taking place across the country. The last thing I did read was that, I don't know, it was more than nearly, it would be 20 hours ago, the Russians had declared that they'd already knocked out all of the uh, Ukrainian air defense. Yes. Ukrainians had said they'd shot down five... Um. Five aircraft, five, five helicopters. I want to, <laughs> yeah, based yeah. off
1: of the basic things that we have right now, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, there's a few observations that can be made from a, a purely mi- military perspective. So uh, from what it looks yeah. like, yeah. the Russian Grad <laughs> yeah. rockets is able to hit uh, Ukrainian air bases. That's bad. The mm-hmm. things firing range is only 27 kilometers. Right, right, right. So like for about uh, the like planes, you know, you want them to fly out far. You don't want your airbase. To be close to the enemy, so typically as an army moves, uh, the artillery is uh, further behind uh, mm-hmm. armor, which is further behind infantry, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then logistics and air defenses. Typically, with artillery, though it could be closer up to the front uh, if we're talking the Russian doctrine. Uh, if that thing, which is further back, is already in like less than thirty kilometers, yeah, what is that? What does that mean then? for the things that's in front of it that's protecting it yeah they're in your face that's what that means and so we have con- yeah. confirmation of um uh, you know a uh, churchian uh, special forces uh, uh, in the forests right outside of kiev and mm-hmm. then hours after we heard news of uh you know a uh, csto uh, uh, forces uh, seizing the uh, airport outside of kiev Mm-hmm. And after that, we've seen uh, there's been sightings of uh, 18 IL-76. they transport planes, carries like roughly around 45 tons of cargo per uh, mm-hmm. plane. Uh, mm-hmm. Big old mm-hmm. thing. Uh, 18 of them uh, flying in towards, flying uh, uh, from yeah. uh, northeast to the uh, Kiev direction, presumably right. landing at the airport to dump off uh, uh, airborne uh, uh, highly elite uh, VDVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that
0: wasn't there's a military airport north of kiev not the ukrainian yeah kiev. yeah yeah i figured right. so it's north of, of ukraine it's a military mm-hmm. airport so not the main airport but yeah, yeah I mean, um, and to,
1: have... uh you know uh, there's been footages of um the russian air force uh doing like perfect parade formation flying low like showing off in on top of like ukrainian cities that still have like air uh, raid sirens yeah uh you know, a, a bunch of like basically every single mili- type of military aircraft uh, 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 that's not a helicopter, uh, yeah. there is. And then we have, um, you know, uh, uh, because like essentially we can guess the outcome of the clown uh, uh, of a government uh, that is uh, the uh, Zelensky regime, especially with the, uh, with the civilian authority and the military completely like detached with the head and the body detached, right? They're unable to formulate a uh, cohesive uh, 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 anything in terms of warfare, really. So what you saw was as soon as uh, in the field, uh, in open terrain, that's not in the city, if Mm -hmm. uh, Ukrainian forces get surrounded, they just immediately Mm -hmm. surrender. And uh, also there was no uh, attempt by uh, other friendly forces, allies, to say, like, if I'm Mm -hmm. surrounded here, to like uh, uh, attack in this direction to uh, for like an extraction evacuation effort, there was none sure. of that. We never saw that. This is a lower level of organization than World War One. Right, right. This right. is so think, this is I like an have- level of incompetency. And right. then on the other yeah. end, we have we don't know this is necessarily true. It's likely true uh, on Reddit of all places. I know of like actual Ukrainian Nazis basically showing off with like gang signs and their guns and their yeah, yeah 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 in like yeah. group pictures saying like oh come here you russian pigs you are worst and then immediately hours after we see footages of like their headquarter uh nazi uh club yeah. headquarter buildings getting blown up by missiles yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: yeah so so i think just i would add to the description mm. i don't think it's just a minor operation in donbass but the fact that they've got troops in kharkov and uh troops coming in from belarus yeah. I like I said, uh, the I only, like, we've got it close. Yes, close. Can... close we've got it close. close i think there'll be more than enough discussion of this i don't think this, that we can well this is an ongoing the event problem and, is we, and, we and haven't I've, even I've, I've gotten, gotten through done.
1: most of it <laughs> what's that we haven't even gotten through at least uh like half of it uh, of the military situation no we haven't we haven't um we have run out of
0: time though man we have run out of time sorry yeah, We're we gonna are. have to maybe maybe we'll have to do a special on this uh, on the weekend, sure. want I mean, maybe morning.
1: on Sunday we'll do like a purely. Uh, I a, think we can just a, do an kind of analysis. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We can do it. I'm sorry, but we are, we are out of time, so we have to. Fair enough. Close then. And, All right. But, okay, so we'll be definitely back on Friday. We'll put an update, uh, a schedule up, if we are going to do a Sunday uh, or Saturday update. Depends on All what right. happens in the news in the next 12 hours. But yeah, thank you for listening, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week or sooner. Thanks, Jen. All thank right. You, thank you. Bye. And that is it for this episode of the Marxist Think Tank. Catch us every other week here on SoundCloud. To allow us for our reporting and our content to remain independent, please consider donating to our Patreon and becoming a voting member in the link down below in the description. If you have a news tip or would like to talk to us, please email admin at marxistthinktank.org. Our editor is Sean Sanchez. News writer and producer is Reggie Truman. And I'm Oscar Bastille.